All right. Hello, hello. Happy Halloween. That's right. The theme. <laughs> and welcome back to another Halloween edition of Playing the Field. We're just adjusting some levels here. We got Ricky back in the studio. Always. 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 And we're uh, we're talking about getting a third mic in here. We're talking about maybe getting getting a guest mic. Exactly. Getting someone in to yeah. Just Slash. give it give another give another taste, you know, maybe yeah. test us. Oh yeah. In some of our uh, some of our actions. Yeah. But uh hold on. I'm going to take my headphones off for a sec. Oh. All right. Is that working better? Yeah, it's working better. Just cuz I can't Actually, hold on. We're going yeah, no yeah. headphones. No headphones. We're good. We're good. All right, all right. All right. So we have a lot to talk about today. Uh, we're going to start off with the World Series just because that's really recent. Uh, and this is not Ricky's forte, so I'm going to take this. <laughs> but this is also important that I'm taking this. Going because on I the record, a... I don't enjoy watching baseball. I not. will watch the San Francisco Giants. Go Giants. But we're pretty atrocious recently, so... Yeah, no baseball for me. No, I agree. Like, if, if the Red Sox aren't in it, like, I didn't watch much baseball this year. If the Red Sox are not in it, I'm not as interested. I really, honestly, I don't watch anything unless the Red Sox are in it. I tuned into one of the playoff, one of the World Series games. Um, that being said, I do know a lot about the players <clears throat> and a lot about uh, some of the management stuff that's been going on. And I, I just, I, I'm a Red Sox fan, obviously, so I'm going to put a Red Sox angle on this. But... <laughs> So Mookie Betts was obviously traded to the Dodgers or signed with the Dodgers, let go by the Sox. Oh, no, 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 he's traded. He was traded. And it's important that he was traded, actually. Um, and so a lot of people are saying that we lost the trade. Um, and I see I see what they're saying. Like, the Dodgers acquired the best player in the trade, which is a win for them. They also won a World Series off Mookie Betts. So the Dodgers won the trade. Yes. But in a trade... The uh, there can be more than one winner, and I do not think now you can you, you can think I'm wrong whatever I do not think that the Red Sox lost this trade. Uh, where's my phone? Go? Okay, one of the reasons why I think that is because Mookie Betts hit 296 this year. Uh, uh, 286 in the playoffs. You batted sorry 292 with uh, 39 RBIs. Uh, and the home runs I'm going to try to find in a second. And the games are important to note here too because there was a reduced game. So we'll try to we'll try to make it level with 150 games. So they play so Mookie Betts played 55 games this year. Um, so these are a little bit skewed, but he had 16 home runs, 39 RBIs with a 292 batting average. So if we make that 120 games or so, so we'll like we'll we'll double it and then add a few more. So we have about 85 RBIs, 40 home runs, 292. Now, that's really good numbers. Obviously, Mookie Betts is a prime talent in the MLB. Um, especially if he was batting leadoff, and I think he was. So the RBIs are actually down a little bit just because if you're batting leadoff, yeah, you, you don't have as many right, yeah. opportunities. But I just want to pull up Alex Verdugo's stats for a minute because Alex Verdugo is the guy we got back in the trade. And... I would argue he's a better leadoff hitter. So he batted 308 with the Red Sox. And he got... Now, he's not as big as power. He does not bring the power that Mookie Betts does. Um, but you're not you're not looking for that. I, and I'm also not arguing that Alex Verdugo is better than Mookie Betts. Obviously, it's clear Mookie Betts is the best player in that trade. He's way better than Alex Verdugo. 
But in a similar amount of games, Alex Verdugo bat 308 with a 367 on base percentage. And he had 15 RBIs. So if we make that, so let's let's double that, about 40 to 50 RBIs. Uh, the home runs aren't going to be great. About like 20 home runs. 20 home runs, though, is not bad for a leadoff hitter. You can do a lot worse for that. My point is, Alex Verdugo is under team control of the Red Sox for the next five years. Under minimum right under minimum deals. Now we also got pitching prospects out of the uh, out of the trade. Uh, I forget exactly who, uh, but wow, do we need pitching help? Uh, regardless, Mookie Betts is now making. He signed a four hundred plus million dollar contract with the Dodgers. Now they win the trade because they won a World Series, and if you win a World Series, everything you do gets validated. But. I'm not like I do not think the Red Sox have lost this trade yet. I don't think it's fair to say that. If Alex Verdugo becomes a, a piece of this team next year, and again I expect the Red Sox to be more competitive. They're getting Chris Sale back from surgery. Uh, they're getting Eduardo Rodriguez back, hopefully, uh, from COVID that affected him badly. Um, add those two pitchers to the rotation. Uh, Evaldi had a uh, a great year this year, quietly great year. Um, so then, then all of a sudden you have three starters. Uh, I think you get a more engaged offense and a new manager. Things can change. And if Alex Verdugo is our leadoff hitter, like he's a perfect leadoff hitter. I, I don't think that that's a bad trade for us because I just don't think that paying, unless you're Mike Trout, if you're paying anybody more than $40 million a year, you know, like you need to be putting up insane numbers. And I don't think that Mookie Betts gives you that. So you think, you think that you won the long term, but they got the short term. Yeah, uh, basically. Yeah. Okay. When does Mookie, does Mookie Betts have like an expiring contract soon or? Well, they locked him. They had to re-sign him. Oh, they re-signed him. Because because the Red Sox offered him ten years, three hundred million, and he laughed at us. Oh. Yeah. So we were we were prepared to sign him up for a ten year deal. I I forget exactly. Actually, do you want to look up yeah. what Mookie Betts is making? I think it's over forty million a year. He's one of the highest paid in the MLB. Ooh. Which is. Okay, so you you're basically saying because he's not Mike Trout, like that level. Yeah. You can't be paying him that much. Exactly. Okay. Through 2044. Wow. He's signed through 2044. 365-12 year. Right. And he had a massive signing bonus, which puts it over four, wow. 400, I'm pretty sure. Is he not like 28? He's younger. He's he's oh. younger. Oh, I'm tripping. He is young. That's that's the also the, the argument is that Googie Betts is incredibly young. I think he's 25. Oh. Let me see. Oh. Which would make it obviously much more enticing for the Dodgers. Oh my! So the Dodgers could easily win this trade. I just don't think the Red Sox have lost yet. So either, either twenty-eight, you won the twenty-eight. Long term. Sorry, that's what I thought. Yeah. He's twenty-eight years old. I was wrong. So exactly, I think the Dodgers may have won the short term here, and they've won the trade. They've already won the trade. Yeah, they already got it. The Red Sox can still win though. They just have to get their act together, you know. I feel that. And they need their offense to show up. And Verdugo can definitely be a part of this team. And if we get some of those pitching prospects uh, in the area, we also got Jeter Downs. I think he was a second base, shortstop, middle infield prospect from it that was really highly touted. Dave Dombrowski put the Red Sox in a really tough spot because he destroyed every person on our farm team. <laughs> he just went win now, and he just. He traded uh, Yohan Mon- You know who Yohan Moncada is? He's the second baseman for the White Sox, and he's killing it this year. Huh. He's like 23. Uh, he was in the Red Sox farm system, but we traded him for Chris Sale. Ah. And there's a lot of stuff like that where the Red Sox basically just sent away prospects for like prime talent. 
Like David Price, remember we traded for David Price? We just went all in for years, and our farm system was awful. So and then, okay, here's my question would be then, how do you think that you guys, how well are you going to be, in, or good are you going to be in the long term? Because you, you just said that you like that you got a young player in Alex Verdugo from the Dodgers, right? Yeah. But now you're telling me that you've traded a lot of your your pieces that are young away. Well, so, yeah, that, that happened four or five years ago. Like, okay, okay. So the, the farm system was extremely depleted. And if you're losing and your farm system is depleted, that's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, that's, that's a worst-case yeah. scenario. So you have to make uh, moves. I just – I can see – you, you can build a good farm system and still be a competitive team like the Padres are doing right now. I think that we could be competitive next year, and I think we can still. Like they traded – the Red Sox had another great trade where they traded uh, uh, Mitch Moreland this year. They signed him to a one-term deal, and they got a pretty good return for him this year when he got hot hitting the ball. And they traded him to – I think it was the Padres uh, and got another some more good prospects from it. Um which I thought was a great deal. If you can sign someone to a one-term, contra- one-year contract, and you can deal them and get decent return, that's amazing, you know. Uh, so I thought the Red Sox have actually made sneaky good deals. Yeah. I, I kind of like the, uh, the blooms of the world right now. But um, I don't know. We'll see. Obviously, we need a lot of work, and we need to address the bullpen. And the GM did nothing to that this year. But I think he knew we were going to be bad. So we'll see. We also have another high pick. Oh, but. Enough about the Red Sox. Congratulations to the Dodgers. That was a crazy series. Um, the Dodgers definitely deserve that. The Rays always amaze me because can you name me a single player on the Rays? <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I. mean, I think I could probably name you two, like Blake Snell. Yeah. So, not even. <laughs> I can name you one player on the Tampa Bay Rays. I wanted to say Evan Longoria, but that's definitely not right. Wilson Ramos is gone. These are all the guys that I knew. Uh. So it amazes me that uh, they can they can go this far and they're in the playoff contention, you know, for the last couple, several years. Um, it shows you that in baseball, like talent is not everything. Yeah. Another reason why, you know, trading for a guy like signing a guy like Mookie Betts to that long a contract is pretty risky. Look what happened to Albert Pujols, right? I think the you remember Albert Pujols? Yeah, he's right. He was on the Angels, right? He uh, yeah, he was on the Angels. Yeah. I, I don't know his age, but the the Angels did that. They signed him to this, like, this massive contract. He was like 29. Yeah. And it turned it out, you know, setting them in, putting them in a huge hole. So, I don't know. Talent is not everything in baseball. So, I expect a much different season next year with COVID. But, you know. Hopefully, there's just not a COVID season. Hopefully, year. yeah. It's just back to normal. But we'll see what happens. Um, anyway, that's enough baseball. On to basketball. On to basketball, Ricky. What do, what do we got first? All right. One of your one of your guys, Rajon Rondo. My guy. We we have on the agenda him being potentially traded to the Clippers. That is correct. That's the rumor. And we also earlier were discussing about whether he's a potential Hall of Famer. That's right. So obviously, you know what my take is. I absolutely think he should be a Hall of Famer. <laughs> See, I, I don't know if I can agree with you. Yeah. I, I understand that he – Playoff Rondo is a legend. He is a legend. Let me, let me go on record and say I love Playoff Rondo. The passes he threw were ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Godlike. 
Never averaged more than 14 points in his whole career. Really? Never. Well, he's never been an offense, like, scoring. I don't the, – The value with Rondo comes from his passing and his defense. Okay. I, I get that. He's only averaged double-digit assists four times, five times. You got the numbers up, right? Yeah, I'm looking at the numbers right now. Four, five times. So he had double-digit assists five times. So three times in Boston. So like, right? So when he had a good team I, around him. Because when we talk, when we talk about Rondo, we're not talking about. We can kind of talk about the Pelicans, but we're not talking Dallas, eh, Kings, but Pelicans. He he played a solid con- contributing factor to that team. Lakers played a solid contributing factor to that championship and. Obviously, he was a legend in Boston when he was there. Right. So he has 11, 12, 11, 10, 11, 12. I don't know, man. There's there's a lot of years where he's I just I, He's in Chicago. He did not do that much in Chicago. He did not do that much in Chicago, but he also Like there's, there's Look at his minutes. He's playing 26 minutes a game. Yeah, because he was not fitting there. Like I here's my thing like that's a with, GM problem with Rondo you need a very specific system or team around you you need him to be the primary ball handler and you need shooters yeah or playmakers either I unless they're like LeBron level playmakers I don't know because like Ray Allen was a shooter Paul Pierce was a playmaker and a shooter but yep. like KG I feel like sometimes Rondo would kind of just huck it and KG would be like all right I'll catch it and dunk it whatever. But, like, my thing with Boston is the teams he were with were stacked with talent that he could pass to. And when he wasn't with other teams that were also had really good talent, he didn't really win. So, I do see that. Like, let's, let's, I just, I want to take a deeper look. So, like, I know that they made a solid playoff run with the Pelicans because they beat Portland in the first round. And they locked up Damon McCollum. But like <sighs> Okay, so this this Sacramento season is big because he's he's played as I think he's played his normal minutes. He played a full season. What did he do? He just he averaged eleven on eleven. I mean, <laughs> Twelve assists a game. It's solid. So, he led the league in assists that year, I remember. Right. So I think he's had what is he had? Three so a three assist titles. Yeah. He's definitely – is he's he an all-star? One, he's had one steal. He's a two-time NBA champion. I just want to see his accolades for a minute. Uh, I want to say – hold on. You, can you find it? I want to say that these are one, two, three, four. Wow. Okay. I, that's actually more than I thought. Yeah. So the, my comparison I'm going to use is actually Eli – is football, and it's Eli Manning. Because Eli Manning did not get a lot of Pro Bowl mentions. He's known for two crazy runs. With with crazy good defenses, see, but and he's gonna be a pro. Like he's probably gonna be in the Hall of Fame. I think that you can't compare them because they're two different sports. But I will say that with Eli, the only reason why he's going to the Hall of Fame is because of the teams he beat in the Super Bowl. That that's a great point. Yeah, like like yeah, Rondo Rondo beat the Lakers. But the Celtics were probably more stacked than the Lakers that year that they won. Yeah, you could have made an argument that they should have yeah, won more championships. Won. But and uh, that was that's another thing. He only won one championship with those Celtics. Those Celtics were great. And one year they got 
did they either get knocked out by LeBron or Dwight Howard? But both of those teams were not as strong as the Celtics were the, those years. Uh, I can't remember. They, they got knocked out by LeBron, I think, one year. Yeah. they, they Again, they, they were facing the Heat toward the latter end of that. I think his last two seasons with the Celtics. In the, in the, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were playing the Heat, that, so they well, weren't going to Well, that I understand. Because you're facing LeBron in his prime way to exactly his prime. And but, then, so then you, you have three prime years to really win. They won one and were 11 seconds away from winning two. That's pretty – I think that's pretty good, given how hard it is to win in the NBA consistently. Yeah. I I just – Let's look at his other season. Hold on. Let's go to the – did he play the full year with the Pelicans? He also he, – he, he doesn't play a lot. The minutes are way how down. How many full seasons does he play? Uh, I don't know. Let's see. You've got he was hurt this year, couple, right? but then once you get to 2010, his his games start dropping off. Yeah, I can't. The I entire can't the entirety here. of the 2010s, he hasn't played a full season. Still, health know. health, you know, if you struggle with health, it isn't as long as you're producing on the court. But like, uh, okay, like my thing is, where is he in terms of like? Rankings all time in assists. Is he top ten? I, I really don't know. Like, uh, in playoffs, he's definitely top he's, ten. Playoffs, I understand. Playoff Rondo is like. Ah. See, that, that's really, that's the really only tough. reason I brought up Eli Manning is because, uh, in just in my opinion, the only reason he's a Hall of Famer is because he had two crazy playoff runs. If uh, Rondo is a Hall of Famer, I. He's definitely not first. Ballot. Yeah, you you he's not first. Ballot. He's not a first ballot. I'll agree with that. We're gonna find common ground here. Like I just, I would be. You said earlier that you wouldn't be shocked if yeah it, he made it yeah it wouldn't so, be, it wouldn't shock me either or so here's the other thing is like Dwight Howard there was a comparison from Rondo to Dwight Howard and Dwight Howard has the defensive player of the year uh, he does he just have one ring now yeah he won his first ring with, with the, the Lakers yeah. um. There's been a comparison to Dwight Howard because people think that Dwight Howard is unanimously an MVP. I used to think he wasn't, and now I do. I've been swayed. You've been swayed to thinking he's... he Or he should be a Hall of Famer, yes. You, he should be a Hall of Famer. So, like, if you look at their careers, they're pretty, like, Dwight Howard dominates rebounds as Rondo dominates assists. And... What like what are the what are the league leaders for assists? Like the league like if you're if you're getting eleven assists per game, you're probably like top echelon. Like if if you even in these bad years, Rondo's averaging probably eight or nine assists a game, which is let's look at it. Let's look at yeah, the but okay, assists like, for twenty twenty this year. Well, this year the stats are gonna be weird. It's gonna be weird. So let's do twenty nineteen. Let's do I don't See, 2019, he was – oh, he was a Laker. What? He was a Laker for two years. Rondo? Oh, I remember. Chris Paul punched him in the face last year. Yeah, yeah. I remember now. That was great. So, let's see. I'm trying to find the assists, but I, I, I'd i be shocked if the lead assister – you know, I, I assume that the top five is like eight, nine assists a game, and then the leader gets like ten or eleven. Yeah, something around there normally. Now, honestly, Luka Doncic, uh, he has to be close in there. My thing with Dwight Howard is, he, how, 
after Shaq, right, started to decline, mm-hmm. Dwight Howard kind of became like the most dominant center for like an eight year span, ten year span, maybe, from mm-hmm. like two thousand five. Maybe not the most dominant, but he was pretty ridiculous, even when he was on the Rockets. I and, agree with that. Like, like I, I think that Dwight Howard should be in before Rondo. Yeah. Um, he also let he led a team to the finals. Yeah. Which is they should not have been a finals team. So they really here. robbed us of a LeBron. So Kobe, this year, Kobe for instance, finals. I know. I know. <laughs> like, uh, this year is come on. the number one. Is LeBron with ten assists? Then there's Trey with nine, and I was right about Luca being up there. He's eight. 8. Oh yeah, 8. Luca. Luca's the guy. And then there's Ricky Rubio, eight point eight. Doesn't surprise me. So like, like if you look at Rondo's bad assist years, he's right there in the top five. Let's look assist leaders all time. This will be interesting, and I think this is what it hinges on. Did Rondo win a Defensive Player of the Year? Can you check? I. Don't think so. I don't think a guard has won defensive player of the year. Or maybe I'm thinking of Gary like, Payton. Yeah, maybe you're right. Rajon Rondo is 15 on the all time list and still going. That's pretty solid. If he gets the top 10, I can, I can get behind it. That, that's I thought he would be like in like the 20s. Not to mention that like some of this stuff doesn't come up like some of this stuff doesn't show up on a stat sheet. Rondo is brilliant. Yeah, and he's. Spurred up with, like, he's he was involved in, like, the play-calling process in Boston to the point where Doc had to say, all right, enough, you know? Yeah, okay, but... Not to mention that he's also, like, revolutionized the league with some of his moves. Like, my brother still says to this day, like, if he tries the Rondo. The and fake he'll, he'll try to Exactly, he'll try to fake it behind his back and go up with it and finish it around the rim. See, but my thing with Rondo, he's he's super smart. I agree with you on that. Makes him arrogant. Makes him think, made him think he was better than Rick Car- Carlisle on the Mavericks. Made him, what other teams did he not get on? Probably made him think he was, thought he was better than he was when he was on Chicago. So, my thing, my thing is, is like Chicago's the Chicago situation was weird. Yeah, that was that a was, weird that team was just because a weird none of team. them got along. Yeah, Michael Carter Williams is actually involved in that too. Like, yeah, like that was just such a weird team, and I, I really hoped for them because that was kind of a really cool starting three. It was to have Rondo. Yeah. And I remember, wait a minute. Uh, playoff Rondo in that series. The he, Bulls won their first round, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'm no, pretty no, no, sure no. that weird Bulls team they, won the first round of their playoff series. Did they win the first round? I and remember I think, they were going to beat the Celtics until Rondo got hurt. Because I, I think it was up. a sweep. Wait, what year was he on the Bulls? 2016. Let's do 2016 NBA playoff bracket. My... I remember they were beating the Celtics. I actually remember back in high school, I was arguing with a friend, and I told him that the Bulls would have beaten the Celtics had Rondo not gotten hurt because he was locking Isaiah Thomas up. Was he? Yes. And yeah, then, Isaiah and, Thomas was a problem for and us. And then he got hurt, and then Isaiah Thomas just kind of, you know, wrecked them. 2015, 2015. Let me see. Because I'm... Almost pause. Yeah, Bulls won their first round. Playoff Rondo went off, and you should have seen the pass he was making. They beat the Milwaukee Bucks, and I believe it was a sweep, <laughs> which is crazy to think about. Oh, man. Giannis. It's okay, man. And then he lost to LeBron. Same with pretty much every other player in the NBA. Yeah, the East was just LeBron's. That was LeBron's for the taking. 
He's like, that was like the uh, well, I the mean, Atlanta West Hawks. apparently this year was LeBron's for the taking, too. Not really because <laughs> of him, more because the Clippers didn't make it to the conference finals. But who knows what would have happened? I mean, maybe the Lakers still win, especially because the, the Clippers lost to the Nuggets. Like, that was bad, yeah. Uh, it was funny last week we were we were talking about Tyron Lue and we were kind of ripping on him a little bit and how yeah. he's not a good ex's nose coach. But then we were as we were talking we were starting to make the case for Tyron <laughs> Lue without noticing, and we because because it's true like the the Clippers don't need an ex's and nose guy they yeah. just need someone to fire them up and be a leader which is yeah. is Tyron Lue so I've come around on that front. Um, again, I, I said before that I don't agree with a lot of the Paul George. Yeah. They're giving up on Paul George way too early. I mean, if you're an NBA team, I think you should do whatever you can to get also, him. Also, like, I get we're gonna transition to Rondo to the Clippers now. Yeah, yeah. So, so I my thing is, if I'm the Lakers, why would I be giving the Clippers anything? Yeah, you shouldn't. You shouldn't at all, especially when you're you're thin at point guard. Yeah. I don't under like that. Just doesn't make sense because the Clippers are not. They have Lou Will and Pat Beverly, who Pat Beverly is. I mean, I guess if you want a, a passer. Rondo, like that's the other thing about Rondo. Like, if you add Rondo, he's gonna do nothing but help, unless he hates your coach. Then he's yeah. gonna hurt a then lot. He's just gonna be like, "Oh, I'm the best." <laughs> but Frank Vogel doesn't get involved in those conflicts. Like, that's the thing about him. He, he just kind of sits back and lets players do their thing. So that would fit Rondo, or no? Wait, I, I'm thinking Lakers. So that fit Rondo last year. But if Tyron lose there. Would that work? Like, would he respect Tyron Lue? I think I think that Rondo would. It's hard to get like he would more just respect Kawhi. Like he he knows it's Kawhi's team, but he he knows Kawhi brought him in to make plays for other people because he doesn't want to. Yeah, yeah. Like Rondo just has value that that doesn't show. Like Demarcus Cousins when they traded him was pissed. Yeah, he was one of he was probably his favorite teammate to play with. The Marcus Cousins said outspokenly, they did they did some crazy things together on that team. Um, no, yeah, he was pretty nice on the Pelicans and that. Yeah, that De- the DeMarcus, Kings. Or, oh, Kings. Well, he played. Well, actually, yeah. They, they so yeah. that definitely explains the link yeah. up there. Oh yeah. Uh, um, but but my, what I was what I was saying, sorry, is like Rondo. Unless if he gets along with your coach, he doesn't. He doesn't really take away from your team. Yeah. He's just going to add IQ. He's going to add defense. He's I think. Add I think also now that I think part of the problems with Rondo before in the past were he was in that mentality of I need to be a starter too. Yeah. And now he's really not. Granted, yeah. if he goes to the Clippers, I don't see why they don't start him. I don't see why the Lakers don't start him. Because LeBron the plays o- point. Well, yeah, but the only reason that I think he wasn't starting consistently was because he was hurt. Like, I, I do think that Rondo is starting with LeBron. I do. I do like it, but I also think that LeBron does like to play with a lot of shooters around. And, I, I, and when, wouldn't you rather run a LeBron pick and roll with AD rather than a Rondo pick and roll with AD? But you they're can both, still do that. They're both good. But the thing is, is because yeah, they're short at point. Plus guard. there's a value to having Rondo lead the second unit. Either way, it's, exactly. it's speaking like to the greatness thing, and flexibility of Rondo. Lakers, I want Rondo to lead the second unit because their second unit is kind of ass. <laughs> I mean, I I I don't think that. Like you, you don't like the Lakers team. I don't. I like the Lakers team. That's that's been a fundamental fundamental disagreement between my, us. Another th- my, one of my things too is 
I thought Avery Bradley was a great contributor to that team, and he didn't come to the bubble, which was kind of big for them. Yeah, that's true. But I just, Celtic I feel also. like they're, I feel like their, their second unit just underperforms. Like, so see, I, I think the starting unit underperformed. Uh, they didn't get exactly what they wanted out of Dwight Howard in the playoffs. He kind of slacked. Danny Green was awful in the like he couldn't make a three. Yeah, but missed a game winning shot. When you say starting unit, you really just mean LeBron and AD. Oh, come on, come on. Like, cause I'm I'm saying Danny Green is interchangeable with Avery Bradley. No. Ah, uh, I mean, I would rather have Danny Green than Avery Bradley. Danny Green's know. won two. Ch- Danny Green's won three championships After as a starter. After watching finals performance, he didn't play well. But that this whole is what bubble performance. That's what I'm saying. It's not the Lakers' depth. It was honestly their front guys that played the majority of the minutes. But like, you're telling me if Avery Bradley wasn't there, that they wouldn't have played him as a starter instead. I do not think so. They didn't do that this year either. Yeah, but who would have? Was Danny, Danny Green, Green just won a underperforming like in the regular season before I, COVID? I, maybe Avery Bradley gets a little in, like advanced role, but Danny Green still starts. You don't bench Danny Green. I don't know, man. I just, <laughs> I just thought it was ironic that Danny Green decided to be horrible against or like like on LeBron's team when. Finals Danny Green is like a 70% three-point shooter in my <laughs> mind. Like, It was weird. It was definitely weird. I remember when he was on the Spurs, like he was knocked down. He not, he was destroyed the Warriors. It was annoying because he could kind of lock up Steph back then. It was really, really annoying. But here's what I'm saying is uh, Dwight Howard, or let's, let's say they start JaVale McGee because okay. they would go back and forth. That's, that's another. JaVale, JaVale that's, McGee, weak, weak starter. Yeah. Uh, Dwight Howard, good bench center. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Kyle Kuzma is a weak starter, but a good bench player. Avery Bradley, same situation. Rondo, but, but like, is, are you How are they me? not all just the second unit then, class, like, in terms of classification? Well, because they're, they're both, they're all kind of the same. Like... Like, you can have a team like the Miami Heat where you have three insane starters and everyone else is horrible, right? Or you can have a team like this team, which is like, basically, there's two stars and a bunch of equal role players, right? Now, like the Clippers, for instance, have five players. They have two stars, three really good role players, and then there's a drop-off and they really have trouble with depth. The Lakers are the opposite, where they have they have two stars. They have, in my opinion, one really good role player, like... And they they basically will, have like nine role players. I will, I will say they're all vets, but like my thing is is like as they get older, are they gonna be able to perform? Because like I'm starting to think that Danny Green didn't perform because he's old. He's getting old. No, uh, it's possible. Three and D's got D guys usually last a long time though. I don't know. Like, what's the age of Danny? My thing is is like when you get old. Your defense drops off a little bit. Your legs got the wear and tear. You got to kind of count that into how when you jump when you shoot. I don't know. These guys are way better shooters than I would ever know, so maybe they can just do it anyways. But I don't know. I, I'm just not confident in that Lakers team, and I feel like if the Clippers played to their potential, they just would have won. So, see, I, I, I thought the Lakers would win to, from the beginning. It's hard to say that. You know? Yeah, it's hard to say that. I mean, 
the Clippers underperformed. There's no question there. It's just like I and I honestly agree with you that going forward that's going to be a problem because they do have a bunch of guys that are well into their NBA careers. So like, like long okay. term, yeah, I can see that that be that being a concern. I just I think the Lakers in 2020 was a good team all around. They had some they had some weak starters, but it was made it was made up for by a better than average bench. Like the Celtics had trouble. Like aside our front five, right? We had like Semi Ojale. You know, uh, Romeo Langford, guys that the Lakers second unit would destroy us, you know. Uh, the Celtics were a three seed. So, I don't know. That's just, that's my stance on it. We might not come to an agreement, but. We can move on, though. Yeah. What uh, else? Yeah. NBA. Well, since we're talking about Ron, Rondo potentially going to the Clippers, we could talk about Derrick Rose potentially going to the Lakers. Giannis to the Warriors. Um there's been rumors of Joel Embiid potentially being traded away. Yeah, weird, weird. Derek Rose to the Lakers is interesting. What do you think of that? Do you think that's going to work? Ah, uh, I. There's. Who's, I do like D Rose. Who's their point guard? I think, if you, I think if you decide that you want Rondo to start, you go for D Rose. That's up to the Lakers, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I'm. This is more, tough. I, like I don't know how that's gonna fit. To be honest, I think he could run a bench unit. I also think he brings solid offense. He's gotten a lot better at shooting too. So is Rondo. Yeah, I was actually pleasantly surprised to see that Rondo. Has he like was a making threes. Man. No, yeah. he's like a thirty-one career average. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty solid. Um. Yeah, that's that's just a weird one. Like I don't know where you'd put him because. If Rondo's running the second unit, let, let, let's say you re, you keep the team that you won with. You want Ron, Rondo running point in the yeah. first unit, and then you want – or sorry, no, LeBron, LeBron running point in the first unit, Rondo running point in the second unit. That's the ideal. I just don't want Derrick Rose being off ball. Like, if I have Derrick Rose, I want him – I'd, so I'd rather so have LeBron – you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't see the need there. Like, LeBron is going to handle the ball. You take him over to Rose, and I take Ron over to Rose. Yeah, but I'm saying because you, you to just add him, it's just yeah. like I don't think he how, brings you enough efficient, shooting. How efficient is Rondo and LeBron on the floor? Are they they're pretty efficient now? Are, they, Are you talking field goal percentage plus minus? Like let's let's say plus minus right now. I can look it up, but yeah, I'm not gonna know that off the off the dome. Yeah. But I assume they're both great. I just I want to know because I want to know if the lack of shooting would hinder it or just the overall basketball knowledge just makes sense. I don't know. I really I don't bang. Hopefully this. The Lakers. Nah, I think I, I think Rondo should just play backup point guard. Honestly. Yeah, I don't think that there's a need there for Rose. Yeah, no. Um, what's, what was the other, so Joel Embiid to the Rockets? Like, yeah, what's, I, what's the potential trade there? Like, I have no idea. I just heard about yeah, it. Yeah, no, let's, I did too. I didn't look into that. I don't think the Sixers trade him. You definitely deal. Apparently there's a, <laughs> no way. I've already been told with a few expletives included by somebody that the Rockets, that no Daryl Ben Simmons for James Harden isn't happening. Ben Simmons for James Harden. Sorry, Yahoo's trying to hit me with the the ads. 
<laughs> Yahoo Sports. Don't shut us down. Um, apparently, I guess the, <laughs> the Sixers tried to float Simmons for James. How stupid. I. How stupid do you think the Rockets are? Daryl Morey went to the Sixers and was like, let me try and get James Harden. What are you like? <laughs> wait, okay. Daryl Morey stepped down for the Rockets. Is he on the Sixers? Yeah, he's on the Sixers. Now. What the, is he? Their GM? I no, think Elton, so. Elton Brand's got to be. Did they fire Elton Brand? Daryl Morey did go to the Sixers. He might be pre- president of basketball operations. So he's involved in the front office. They might coexist. Mm. Yeah. So the Sixers tried to get James Harden for. For Ben Simmons. That's if I'm. Oh yeah, my no, god! He's running basketball operations. So so let's have Ben Simmons and Russell Westbrook together. Yeah, no, running the Rockets, a basketball. The Rockets team. are definitely just like what? No, stop! What are you doing? Like what do you? That's absurd. I mean, Ben's like if you did Embiid for James, that you could make an argument for because then you round out, I guess, the Rockets with Embiid at the five, and then Russ is the one, and then you get a bunch of shooters in between. And what about you? Told me Simmons and Harden. I guess I don't. I don't think that the the Sixers trade Embiid. I I think they should trade Simmons. I hate Ben Simmons. The fact that you can't shoot, man, you are just devaluing your potential for the rest of your NBA career. Yeah, so I want that on record right now. Everyone that knows, I hate Ben Simmons because he can't shoot, and I'm not afraid to say it. <laughs> I, yeah, I think everyone kind of. It doesn't like like Sixers fans are mad about it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. They lose playoff games because of him. Yeah. So you got to deal him. Not only are you wasting your own potential, you're wasting Joel Embiid's potential. So like, let's say you're the Sixers. What do you do? If I'm Elton Brand, I trade Embiid for a guard that can shoot a any solid guard. I would take. No, I wouldn't take Westbrook. Okay. Then you're trading Simmons too. You trade Simmons what? and Embiid. What if I? No, I'm keeping Embiid. Because you said you trade Embiid. You're saying you're. Oh, did you I trade... say I trade Embiid? Yeah, I'm yeah. trading Simmons. Okay, trading Simmons. Yeah. Simmons is gone. Gone. Okay. We'll send him to Orlando for all I care. Yeah, yeah. Tell him. Send him to Orlando. Get Markel Fultz back. I don't even care. Would no, you? No, no, no. no, yeah, no absolutely not. not. That's ridiculous. <laughs> um. Although Markel <sighs> Fultz was improving, but Markel Fultz is improving. And honestly, he's probably a better shooter than Simmons. Maybe. So if I'm the Sixers, you have Tobias Harris. I mean, what they should have done is kept goddamn Jimmy Butler. Yeah. I was right about that. Yeah, I just want to boast absolutely. for a second because I said as that as that happens that that was a big mistake. So I, mean, I don't think they Jimmy should have let Tobias back. Harris go and sign Jimmy Butler because Jimmy Butler was the closer and the leader, and now they're missing that because Joel Embiid is like. He he's the heart and soul, like Paul Pierce. Uh, Boston reference. Listen to me, but Paul Pierce was the heart and soul. KG was the leader. Joel Embiid is your heart and soul. You st- you needed that guy, you know, yeah. especially to close games that could shot create. Like Tobias Harris isn't a great shot creator. No, he's he's kind a positional of, yeah three and D yeah. three and D guy. Right. Yeah. That that is that is a good player in the NBA, but he's not a star. Jimmy Butler has been a number one option. Like that was a big mistake out the gate. Now, if I'm the Sixers. I'm probably I, – I think I agree with you. I think I might I might trade Harris too. I would trade Simmons and Harris together in a package, keep Jay Rich, and see if I can get something like a Jamal Murray. 
I don't know if the Nuggets would do that. My my only problem is with the Simmons trade is I don't know what I could get. I feel like a lot of teams have a point guard that they want, and I feel like a lot of teams don't want a point guard that can't shoot. They're definitely in a tough spot, yeah. Uh, like, are you going to give him to the Clippers? Like, that's... And yeah, I mean, try to go for Paul George, for God's sakes. Yeah, it's not. I don't understand why that's a thing. Like, everyone's just jumping ship on Paul George. Go uh, grab him. I mean. Honestly, I would even. Wow, I can't believe I'm going to. I'm about to say this because everyone in any NBA circle would probably disagree with me. But I think I'd trade for DeMar DeRozan. Really? Because they're that looking. help your shooting problems. It's better than Simmons. I mean, that's true. He has a mid-range. Not only that, you allow like a He's shot creator for the late games. No? You can have him run pick and roll with Embiid, and he can still finish just as... Uh, maybe not just as good as Simmons due to but the he's, lack he's, of But he's among the top so tier. Great, great finisher. One of the best mid-range shooters in the game. So DeMar DeRozan had a bad season. At least season. can take an open three. Yeah, yeah. DeMar DeRozan had a bad year. I think DeMar DeRozan didn't want to be in San Antonio. Yeah, that's what I think too. So if I he's don't on a hate team it. team that he's motivated to play for in a city that he wants to live in, why not? Yeah. The only the only worry for me is I think his first year in San Antonio he he did well and then the second year when Aldridge regressed, they were they they all kind of they all regressed, yeah. They all were like, "You know what? What are we doing?" We're not good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're we're like, we're not gonna win a championship, and we're all getting old. So, I'd probably try and get like a pick too, because I'm giving him Simmons. But That's also, not... I feel like, I feel like Greg Popovich is like, why would I want this guy? I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. I would, like, what's a what's a prospect guard? You're, just, you're not getting don't. you're not getting like John Morant. Uh. You're not getting Luka Doncic. That guy's not going anywhere for like the next 15 Wait, years. Are you going after Darius Garland? Like you're no. going to trade him to Cleveland? Like what are you going to do? Could could you go after someone like uh, Tyler Hero? I don't think the Heat would trade him. Seriously? Why would they? Yeah, also, that doesn't make sense tell to me, the Heat. Tell me like that rumor doesn't come out and Jimmy just does, walks okay. into Pat Riley's office and isn't like, you trade Tyler and I'm gone. What about like Chris? Uh, it just doesn't make sense for the Heat. But I'm just saying, would you rather like to get your perspective on how much you don't like Simmons? I just don't would know you if rather a team have, that, okay. fits, that he fits on. Honestly, the Rockets. <laughs> I if guess, you take out if Westbrook. You, if you, you, you're basically going to regulate James Harden to being a shooter. Because if you're not uh, having yeah. Ben Simmons on ball, then whoever's guarding Ben Simmons is doubling Harden. Yeah, I don't know what the Sixers do. I'm trying to think of trades, and I just I can't find anything that works. I don't works. know if there's a team that Ben Simmons fits on. So I guess you got to trust the process, then, don't have, you? Shouldn't have dated Kendall Jenner, bro. Big mistake. That's why you don't have a jumper. He's never, requ- he's never recovered. All right. On to off of Ben Simmons. Did I mention any other trades? You definitely did. I just forgot him. Uh, we were saying that we don't really get the whole Derek Rose to L.A. I had a couple. Oh, tell me. You were talking to me about that Celtics trade. Oh, yeah. So there was a I, – I saw this on fan-sided. There's a potential three-team trade that I thought worked for both teams. For all three teams, it was a three-team trade between the Celtics, Pacers, and Jazz where – the Pacers get Gordon Hayward, T.J. Warren, 
I'm just going to try to get this right off the head. Two first-round picks. The Celtics get Gobert, and they get uh, Doug McDermott for a shooter. And then the Utah Jazz get Miles Turner. I think it was like Dan- yeah, uh, Daniel Tice, too. Uh, and then a bunch of first-round picks. And I thought that made sense, and I think that would be a great move if you're the Boston Celtics. Um, but you say that the Jazz won't. You said that the Jazz won't do it. Is that right? You don't think that's. That I don't makes... think. I mean, if I'm. My thing. Do you think with Miles Turner is that he's very, very young, my and he has an like, offense that Rudy Gobert does not have. But that's my thing. I I remember I told you this. I don't think that. I think that the Jazz rely a lot on Rudy's defense because. What you have, Bogdanovich, who's not a strong defender already. You have Ingles, who's a strong perimeter defender, he's but he's good. not crazy athletic. So when you get into the paint, what is he gonna do, really? Yeah, no, he's gotten bullied down there a few times. And you have two six-one guards playing the one and two. They're both six-one, six-two. Yeah, I mean, I just that. The whole makeup of that team, to me, feels like... It revolves around Gobert. It, at least defensively, it revolves around Gobert being able to stuff every paint shot. So, let me find his age. Because this is extremely important in my eyes. Alright. 28. Ugh, it's like right on the cusp. So, he's in his prime now. Yeah. Uh, I just... Like, Donovan Mitchell's young. Right? Yeah. He's he's going to sign a max extension soon. So, so here's the – like, honestly, the key part of this trade is why it makes sense for the Jazz. And I'm obviously biased. I'm biased putting it out there because oh, yeah. the Celtics would win oh, this yeah. trade. But if you're the Jazz, you'd also be getting Daniel Tice, who proved that he can be a good defender in the league. Now, there, he's not a replacement to Rudy Gobert, but Rudy Gobert didn't give you a hell of a lot of offense. Daniel, Daniel Tice, Tice won't either. A little more. Ah. So you get a replacement in Daniel Tice that honestly would be the perfect four. Like if you're talking, like Daniel Tice was a center for the Boston Celtics, and he struggled a little bit late in the games, but he was also going against some huge guys. So if you take that out of the equation, he doesn't have to cover you know the Giannis's. He can play the four, and then you have Miles Turner as the five that that can score that kind of makes up for Tice's. Uh, offensive lapses, they might complement each other. Plus, you get two picks out of it. You've gone younger. I also don't understand why the Pacers would do that. Well, because there's a lot to like about Gordon Hayward. I completely get it from the Pacers side. If you put Oladipo with Hayward... Because people like... Hayward got hurt a lot, yeah. But he's also in a system where there's a ridiculous amount of wings. Like, we have Marcus Smart on the wing. We have Jalen Brown on the wing. We have Jason Tatum on the wing. Gordon Hayward on the wing. Semi Ojale was in the rotation. It's like, he's a fourth option. I just... I, and he got, he got 18 points a game, shooting over 50%. Like... But is that a product of there being a good system around him? Like, I don't know. I certainly... Just, when, is, when has anyone had top-notch numbers as a fourth option? No one. Like, Chris Bosh took a massive dip when he was the third option on the Heat. Draymond Green. <laughs> See what I mean? Like, yeah. if no, you're putting I, up 18 a game above 50% shooting, like, 
that is worth it. That is worth the risk if you're the Indiana Pacers looking to get over that hump. He was the number one option on a Utah Jazz team that was a five seed and went to the second round of the playoffs and lost to the Warriors that everyone lost to. That totally makes sense for my eyes to the Pacers. The only seed... Uh, plus, is, you're just giving up Miles Turner? That's the that's like their future, though. Oladipo's, in his, uh, Oladipo's like 25. Yeah, they're both pretty pretty young. Like the thing is, is they're trying to develop a young team, no? So the thing is, if if I think that Miles Turner's hit his ceiling, though, uh. and I think they know that Oladipo's twenty eight. That is that is like a win now age. Okay. You know okay. what I mean? Okay. So Gordon's thirty. I think he's thirty. He's thirty. So that their timetable is kind of now. They either got to, they got to decide like at this moment whether they want to go for it. I just or they jump a chip. I don't know. I think if I'm the Jazz, I don't want to get rid of the defense that Rudy provides just because of. I don't know. Because the Jazz aren't there yet, so. I also think you have that a young guard. I really don't. I think that their perimeter defense is going to really suffer if they lose Rudy. Like really, or no, not perimeter post post. But if you put Daniel Tice in his place. That's not the same. It's not. It's not. We're talking about a defensive player of the year versus a guy that the Celtics (laughs) literally are trying to replace. Like like your front office this this offseason is like, we need a fucking center. (laughs) Like so true. Like Danny Ainge was pissed. And you're telling me that he's going to replace Rudy Gobert <laughs> when you have way more perimeter defense than they do? <laughs> very, very true. Like, I I'm mean, sorry. I just – I don't get it. You know, I'm, I'm 100% biased. You, the Celtics so. just win that trade. Like, you instantly become a title contender if you get Rudy Gobert. Instantly, yeah. Instantly. Because then you get a healthy Kemba Walker next year. It improved Tatum and Brown – and then Marcus you have Smart. no weirdness with Gordon Hayward's bench. And, like, yeah, he's yeah. coming off the bench. He's Everyone not has coming a clear off role. the bench. And Marcus Smart can like, be the starter finally, you know? Yeah, I just... Be yeah. great for the and Celtics. You can, and you can honestly just run Tatum at the four, Jalen Brown at the three, and you could just Smart, have... Smart at the two, yeah. Yeah, and you could just have... Smart has gotten himself to the point where he's good enough at shooting to play that position, yeah. especially with the defense. And, yeah, there's no way that happens. Come on. Zero shot. If you can say Giannis to the Warriors, I can say this. This is way more realistic than that. I don't know. Way more realistic than that. You guys made it way – you guys made it further than the Bucs. No? Uh, Yeah. So, I just – I feel like Giannis wants to leave versus the the Celtics are just trying to get Rudy Gobert because he's the best defensive center in the NBA. I mean, the Celtics were like, like my like my Giannis to the Warriors rumors, which is I guess a rumor we could talk about, but we've already no. talked about yeah. it. Um, my Giannis to the Warriors rumors are based off me thinking Giannis wants wants out of Milwaukee. Right, but that doesn't mean he just goes to the Warriors, where obviously it your reputation goes, goes the in the trash. Like, like, what's wrong with the Warriors? Kevin Durant, <laughs> like the amount of criticism that that guy got. Like, I think. That that's, that's different because we were coming off the seventy-three and nine season 
plus we came back 3-1 against him. Okay. It was like double compounded. What did the Warriors do before last year? They were in the finals, were they not? Yes. And they only lost because of injuries, right? Yes, but our yes. team was also... So they were going to be our the team NBA was champion. Also, we, our team, we also had Kevin Durant last year. And we're in the era of super teams now that I don't... I really don't know what the Warriors are going to do next season. But if I want to ensure we're great, I want Giannis. Okay. Obviously, from the Warriors' <laughs> perspective, you want Giannis. All right? I want Giannis. That, that would actually yeah, be unreal. that would be ridiculous. But there's no way that that happens. Giannis is too much of a competitor to pull that kind of a move. Plus, that would – I think just, everything – again, this is what happens when you join the super teams. Everything that you do gets – in like, it gets invalidated. If, if you want to like, be a superstar, this is why I think Jordan has kind of the better edge in the LeBron conversation is because LeBron had to leave. LeBron's had two rings where he's been the guy – like, where he didn't have to leave his situation. Honestly, the Lakers chip is the only the thing, thing that he's Jordan, built. Jordan just left, though, like the league. Like he won three chips and left. Yeah, because he was he was going to get suspended by the league because of his gambling problem, <laughs> literally. And then he went and played baseball for a couple of years, came back and won some more chips. Like, imagine if he also, played. But he had the he had the best coach in the NBA. He had Scottie Pippen. All right, yeah, we can't get into the All whole. Right, yeah, coach. this is going to just rabbit hole. We need we have football to talk. We about, do have football honestly. to talk about. But is there any more? NBA so much topics? for an hour show. All right, quickly. I cannot believe D'Antoni is Steve Nash's assistant coach. That's so weird. You're basically saying, oh, yeah, Steve, if we don't like how you're performing, we're just going to fire you and make D'Antoni our coach. That's what that sounds like to me. Yeah. You're also adding another big coach presence to a team that supposedly doesn't want to coach. So I don't know how the players are going to like that either. Like, it seems to me that, like, you're, like, planning for Steve Nash's replacement. And now you're adding another coach presence that <laughs> I I don't get it. Yeah, that doesn't like, are they sense. gonna? I, my another thing for me is how does Kevin Durant fit into? Are they running D'Antoni's offense? Because if they are, how does KD fit into that offense? Because they're a guard heavy offense. Are you gonna stagger KD and Kyrie's minutes? Are you gonna like? There's there's so many questions. I, I hope it's Steve Nash. I hope that he's like, just the I'm, guy. Yeah, I hope Steve has like a give him a fair shot. Yeah. Like I. Maybe he can coach defense. I'm like playing it. And and be able to be like, yeah, Kyrie, like cool. That, that's a really <laughs> cool take on the government. But you pick know? and roll. Let's let's go into the, yeah, and just kind of deter him into what's important, you know? <laughs> like that's important. <laughs> but uh yeah, that that's very weird. I don't think we need to say too much more on that, but football. Uh, yeah, I guess you can go football. Football, football. All right. Quickly I can't believe that the Seahawks card or Cardinals game was the three with two was it overtime. No. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 That was crazy. Yeah. For I, uh, we're a little late, but yeah. Um, <sighs> was that a Monday? Was that Sunday or Monday night? Sunday night. Sunday night. Okay. Um, I just for one thing, I can't believe how Russ performed. Like that Cardinals defense is not great, and. He threw two picks. Yeah, the, the Cardinals defense Buda is better Baker than you pick think. Should have been a pick six had DK Metcalf not come from hell and just tackled him out of nowhere. Yeah, that was insane. That was ridiculous. So you could have argued that it should have been a bigger, like a 
bigger Cardinal lead than I, I don't know though. I, just like the NFC West is crazy. We have we are the strongest division in football. Oh, by far. I was looking at that the other day. And obviously, I think the Niners are the best team in the division. But the Cardinals winning that type of game shows that they're they're a team now. Yeah. And two years ago, they were garbage, hot garbage. <laughs> And you've got the Rams, who are resurging without Todd Gurley. Granted, I think the Rams are kind of limited. But I just – I think the Niners are the best team, though we have the rest, worst record. We just got hit with the worst injury bug known to man. Yeah, so, like, are are you – like, that? that's my worry. It's like, I agree with you that the Niners, healthy, are the best team. But right now – With no Nick Bosa – no Raheem Mostert, no Debo Samuel. Are you the best team? Is a different question. My, in my opinion. Debo Samuel is definitely a hit, especially. I think our running back system could work. Also, apparently Shanahan really loves Jermichael Hasty. Another thing, I think Shanahan is. It's just he's working the offense up to a point where it's. I mean, yeah, our defense has looked really good last week against the Patriots, but. I just. I think that was more on Cam coming back and not really on our great defensive players. Granted, Jason Verrett has stepped up a lot. Now that he's playing healthy, when Richard Sherman comes back, our secondary is insane. I just think our our team fully healthy is insane. Yeah. But I also think right now our guys are that are replacing our injured players are kind of stepping up. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I Again, this is what happens when you have a good coach. Yeah. Like – the next man up system. This works. is this is why like segue into the Patriots, but this is why like I'm not I'm not totally convinced that the Patriots are down for the count. It's it's just it's crazy. There's I there's think, a lot of people that are betting against the Patriots. Yeah, no, I and it's a very slippery slope. I just want to say like when you have good coaching, sometimes the talent doesn't matter. Uh what I was also going to say is I think I'm going to bet on the Niners this week. I'm going to make it one of my picks for the week because they're playing the Seahawks. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm actually – And they're plus three. They're, they get a field goal. I never stack, and I'm stacking Niners this week. Really? Yeah, right? You're Me stacking? It's a big deal. Right? Big deal. I hate stacking. A uh, little context. In terms of fantasy, I don't stack players. People that don't know what that means, it means you play two players from the same team. Right. I think it's inefficient. I think that you're taking potential points away from your players. But I'm stacking Niners this week because they're playing the Seahawks and it's Ayuk and Jamichael Hasty. Which I'm kind of taking a risk on Hasty. You might be taking a risk on both fronts, but if yeah. if you're playing the Seattle defense, yeah. It's not a bad risk ever. Yeah. I just But back to the Patriots. Yeah. I think we'll stay with the Niners in the Pats for my now. My thing my thing with the Patriots I think your team just lives and dies with Cam's performance. Like, that's that's it. Like, I think your team just lives and dies on Cam Newton. I think last week, Cam Newton performed poorly and your team died. I think That's every team, though. <laughs> no, but I think, like, with Cam... It's Especially? Because, like, like, okay, when Cam was on the Panthers... The quarterback performance is... He was is... a momentum player. Yeah. That's fi- that 15-1 and one season was his best season, and he had the most momentum he's ever had in his whole career. But then the year after, they started playing poorly, and he played, like, garbage, and he got hurt, and it was bad. And, like, I, I love Cam Newton. I think he's a great prospect. I say prospect because, like, my thing with Cam is I think his throwing 
He's a decent, inconsistent. He's like, a great athlete. Like, the question is, is he a good quarterback? Like if he had a consistent throw, like he how many how many Cam Newton throws in the last three years have we just seen go into the dirt? Uh many, many. And that's just I think that's just a product of maybe like his throwing mechanics because sometimes he he doesn't step in and he'll just rifle it because he has an arm. Yeah. And I understand that you have an arm, but. Unless you're completing it like Mahomes or Rodgers, like what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, no, you don't need to be Rodgers or Mahomes to win with New England. Oh no, like, you don't. That's the thing, and like they're they've changed their system to fit Cam's needs, but you need Cam to produce. Yes. Well, yeah. I like mean, against that's... like against the Niners, he just he looked injured. he didn't show up. He, he looked injured up. to me. Like I didn't. And when I say he looked injured, I normally just think whenever he plays bad, he's injured. I don't get it. I don't know why. Because, like, I that, feel like... Okay, injuries, I don't think that's true. Really? Like, I don't think he's hurt. I think a lot of times he's hurt. Like, oh, I don't think... I Like, yes, he runs the ball a lot. He, and he's been very injury-prone. I don't think this and year he, he's he not Didn't he come healthy. off shoulder surgery What I think this too? is... What I think this is, it's like, it's like a welcome back to the NFL pain. Mm. You know? So, we're, I'm going to transition to this new topic just because... Uh, it's it's kind of it's it kind of it's a good follow up question. Like, do you think the Patriots should go for the win, or do you think the Patriots to go to win or sh- should lose out? Because I was talking to a buddy earlier, and he was saying that he thinks it would be best if we lost out and got in the competition for Trevor, and went with him. Went with him. Oh man, I <laughs> I think I'm just biased in saying I really don't want the Patriots to get Trevor Lawrence. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, no one would I, that the, New England fans. The NFL would just go into a pit of despair for the next eight, eight, ten years. <laughs> Anyways, um, I think that you guys are solid competitors. I just, I really don't know if I trust Cam's performances, and like, unless you, you guys... also have Stidham, keep in mind, who, who isn't, he's not like this. God, you know he's 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 a he's an okay prospect. You mean that guy that tripped over the center in his last game? I mean, yeah, he didn't he didn't play well. I, I mean, he had a bad I play. I, like, I, I just Bill Belichick's. Like, okay, I feel like for your could you develop if him? your offense succeeds, it's only through Cam. No, and I know you guys are a defense first team, right? And we had a lot of guys that took the year off this year coming back next year. That's a. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe we get it. We should. We should still be. We should still try. Try to be competitive. I. And my thing is, I I never count out Bill Belichick. Like you can't. Yeah. That, what was that year? That the year that they went to the Super Bowl and played the Seahawks? Didn't they start off like two and four or some shit? Yeah. Yeah. Like. They were I, bad. Kind of, and that was I, I. That was the last time I did it. Yeah. Like the last time I counted Tom Brady and Bill Belichick out, and I. Felt like an idiot, so I, since then I I just don't count out Bill Belichick or Tom Brady. Yes, they and are Cam's there. a guy that's won. Like, yeah. I, I I think that there's enough pieces there. Damian Harris has been, and I'm kind of just I'm kind of these ideas are coming to me. I I honestly was mixed on what we should do, but looking at the team, looking at the situation, we play the Jets twice, we play the Dolphins twice, or I think the Dolphins one more time. Yeah, you played. Those played are three wins that I think you we're think, gonna get. You think you're okay? We also had an inc- we also have the hardest schedule of any NFL team this year. That's been that's been proven. Um, so give Cam a year 
to get acclimated to the NFL and then give him next year and see what happens. Get all your guys back. Cam definitely. And try to make a move. Like, go get John Ross. This is one thing I was talking to you about earlier. John Ross is the perfect fit for New England. A guy that's underutilized in Cincinnati. A deep threat that's really, really fast. It can add to the receiving depth of that team. Are you kidding me? Nikhil Harry's big red zone guy, right? You get Element in the slot. John Ross out wide. Like, that's exactly what we need. And Cam is a guy that does have an arm. He does have an arm. He can sling it. It's just a matter of can he read a defense well and can he throw accurately consistently. So if you get a deep threat, that remember Cam Newton's a big play guy. They need to design their team that way. See, but... Bill is Bill Belichick like a big play offensive guy? Well, like, it's not, Bill Belichick doesn't touch the offense. It's McDaniel's. Really? I thought oh, he yeah. had some type of influence. No, it's basically. I mean, he has a little bit. He has because, fundamental like, influence because like Josh McDaniel's when he wasn't on the Patriots wasn't that great. Like he was okay, but he wasn't great. Yeah, I have to get into that. Like Josh McDaniel's did not do great. Um. It, but also, it was the defense that struggled in him for that year, and there were some things with that team that weren't great, I remember. So I don't know how much of Also, he had like a two-year sample or something like that. So I don't know. Um, but Josh McDaniels is a great offensive coordinator. Like, I, I wouldn't jump ship on him either. They've won a lot of Super Bowls. Like, I think that he could turn something around there. Hold on one sec. You want to move on? Yeah. Um, so we we kind of have this mid-season point where we have a bunch of teams that we don't really know what they should do. Right, right. And we've got we've got teams that are like like the Raiders that are three and three, and like they've beaten they've beaten the Chiefs. They beat the Chiefs. They did. But they. Lost to the Bucks. They did indeed. Like, I just there's my thing with the NFL this year is the in the NFC you have like five really good teams. And the then, rest kind of don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, like there's it's just like you have it's it's top heavy and then that's like there's just garbage. Yeah. And with the AFC, I really don't know what's going on outside of the Steelers, Chiefs, or Ravens. And even with the Ravens and Chiefs, I feel like they've underperformed. Yeah. Uh, the Ravens have not looked like the Ravens. The they Chiefs should... – I don't know. The Chiefs lost that game, and they, they were close to the Chargers, but I, I, I'm not worried about the Chiefs. I'm just a little worried about the, the Ravens just because – they they don't have a great run game right now. J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram have not played very well, and it seems like Lamar Jackson all he's got is Mark Andrews on their receiving core. Like, yeah, Marquise is fast, but that's all he's shown me really. Like he can catch the ball. And well, they did just get Dez. They did, but it really is that a big deal? Like, he's thirty four, he, and thing, he was my never thing, like my thing with Dez is he's not he's very different from all the receivers on their team. Very different, yeah. He's tall. He's physical. Big. He has great hands. He's I mean, a like competitor. A lot, their, a lot of their receivers have solid hands, but like you know, Willie Sneed is a small speed guy. Hollywood Brown is a small speed guy. Like again, it was a practice squad too. I don't even know if he's going to be starting. I think that I can't imagine they bring him in to yeah, like to I, not play him. But. 
Yeah, but like, I, I don't know. I am worried because he literally tore his Achilles his first practice with the Saints last year. And Achilles, the Achilles is the the injury that screws careers over. Yeah, Kobe being Bryant. Um, we'll see what happens with Kevin Durant too. Yeah, that's that is that is interesting. Um, so let's do it. Let's go through this. Let's go through some teams. Raiders. Do you think they should tank or push? I think they should push simply because somehow they beat the Chiefs. <laughs> that's literally it. Because I don't know what if you to can do beat the Chiefs. Them. I mean, like if you can beat the Chiefs through ball control, you can beat any team. Through well, ball control. there's there's a couple of reasons why the, the Raiders should push. One, they have a phenomenal offensive line, like probably best in the league. I think they have Trent Brown, Richie Incognito, uh, Rodney Hudson. Rodney Hudson, thank you. Yeah, they they have they have guys up front. Jo- they have a great running back, young running back. Decent QB. They can get it done. They just added Henry Ruggs, Darren love, Waller, top five tight end. I don't love Derek Carr, though. Their offense is great, though. Like, their offense is never the problem. Did Derek Carr get hurt last game? Yeah, for a little bit. Oh, okay. okay. He's back, but he, he did get hurt for a little bit. I was going to say, I would love to see Mariota play, but that's just a personal bias. <laughs> I, I agree that Carr's not amazing, but I just, first of all, Gruden loves him, which is important to have that connection. He went on John Gruden's like camp, and they've, yeah, he's, yeah, you know, yeah. they've they've got off. But QB camp. The defense is 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 a problem, you exactly. know. And they need like, to get, they need to shore up some pieces, but I don't think you need to tank to get there. Uh, Eagles. Eagles, I. No, I don't think they should tank. Actually, no, I do think they should tank simply because their entire team is injured, and they could get a quality piece. So they're leading in the NFC. Yeah, but <laughs> they're that, gonna be a playoff that, team. The NFC East is just horrible. It is. But if you can get playoff experience again. Dude, if I'm I the thing is, like last year they went to the playoffs and Carson Wentz just got popped and got injured. First first drive, second drive. Yeah, it was not great for the first Eagles. First quarter. It's not great for the Eagles. Like do you really want to put yourself through that again where Carson Wentz is just running around for his life trying to throw it to Practice squatters, like I don't know, man. Go get Jamar Chase. Like, <laughs> so you, they need to get a consistent receiver that actually shows up every week. Like, yeah, because they don't have that, and that's really tough. Uh, they have so the system of Goddard and Ertz. If again, Ertz just went down for like five weeks, so they don't have him. But they they're getting Goddard back, and they're getting uh, Rager back. Deshaun Jackson. I'm just kind of. Counting him out of the conversation because he just can't stay healthy. Who was their other receiver that they had? They had Rager, Alshon Jeffrey. Alshon Jeffrey, right? Yeah. If if they're good, like, write it out. If they're good, I mean, win. I, my, my thing know? is I think they don't – I think Alshon Jeffrey's getting a little up there. I think they should get rid of him soon. Maybe, yeah. But, I mean, it gives, someone, it gives Carson Wentz someone to throw the ball to. And when they have but the like two tight ends in there. It how often help. is he healthy now? Carson? Alshon. Alshon? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing. They need to get a new training staff, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> we, were talking about, we were talking about that all the time. just got to blow up that training staff. Just blow them up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and some other teams. Cowboys. They're tank I, this year, obviously, think, and then try to win. Have, I don't think they have a choice to take. Like, yeah. Tank this year, and then try to win next game. year. Redskins. Uh, I think they... Continue to tank is my Yeah, my thing. I think they should. If they got Trevor, that team is interesting. It really interesting. Very is, is very interesting. You got Terry McLaurin, 
They're one piece away. Tank for it. Yeah. That's my thing. The we're, Giants we're should just there. blow up Daniel Jones and leave him in a ditch. Yeah, tank if you're the Giants too. Yeah, tank. tank, 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 tank. You have no Saquon tank. Turns, yep. Turnovers in like all of his games except for one or two. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Anyways, uh, Texans. That's tough. Right. Uh. Ooh. I ah. Uh, I want to say. win you have Deshaun Watson I'm gonna say they should tank but Deshaun won't let them Deshaun's not gonna let that yeah just they win. should just win. but like, they won't they're, because they're gonna be Deshaun. they're gonna get a high enough pick they're gonna finish like eight and eight probably there's no way Deshaun has a losing record I don't think worst case scenario he's Bro, seven he nine. doesn't have a head coach he has no no offensive line uh, he's got ton- he's got a he's got a he's, he's got, got a left side one offensive line piece. <laughs> he's also got some decent receivers. Well, like also, my thing is like if you only have one good offensive lineman, you're basically saying, "Hey, you're just gonna block by yourself the entire game. Have fun. Don't get beat. <laughs> yeah." He has a left side of the line. Don't get beat. I'm not sure about the right side. Like I don't. They definitely need work. They have Cunningham, middle linebacker. They have J.J. Watt still. Uh, I still say win. I'm just saying, like, you can get a pick that's good enough to help you in the mid-tier. You're, you don't need a game-changer. You just you need complimentary pieces, and you need a firm coach, which, again, has nothing to do with the draft, that you just hire. So get get a good coach. Find a, help, a helping piece. Maybe you get a right tackle. Maybe you get a stout safety or a corner, you know, something like that, and then go all in for next year. But I don't think you need a tank to become a competitive team next year. What else we got? Uh, I'm not even going to ask you about the Jets because they don't have a choice. We talked about the Patriots too. Um, Jags. I think they should. Tank, I yeah. I don't think Gardner is the guy. As much as I love He did play with a broken hand though, which is shocking. I love I love him like I love the way he is. I just the arm strength. He's not fast. He's just barely, barely enough at everything to be a good quarterback to me. Yeah, like he doesn't have crazy accuracy. Like James Robinson is a piece though. James Robinson. I got is James a piece. Robinson wrong. We, I, I, mean, I like maybe if that I don't team know gets a... Trevor Lawrence, that offense is interesting. Yeah, so definitely tank. Yeah, because they have uh, DJ too. Yeah. Um, and LaVisca Chenault. Yeah. Uh, and Tyler Eifert. I don't uh, – yeah, I don't know. The James Robinson thing is interesting for fantasy because I, I got that wrong. I said that you should move away from him. Yeah. It's still – but, like, it's he had weird. a monster game. It's so weird. Because it still could be right, actually, despite it. Because mm. if the Jaguars continue to be late in games, it depends on the matchup. I don't know. But like, don't, that don't, game was don't, close because – that's my thing. Like that game was close. And they and were they still, still down. They the were ball. still down with him a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So don't don't run from James Robinson. I got that wrong. Just I I my personal thing is that I just worry about game script with him a little bit, just because I can see the Jaguars being down in games. But yeah, the da- Jaguars as a team should definitely take. Okay. Uh, last team. Vikings. And let's do Panthers too. Yeah. Oh, Panthers. Yeah, I forgot about Panthers. Uh, Vikings. 
I hate Kirk Cousins, so I think they should tank. I also think that, you know, maybe you give Dalvin's legs a little bit of rest. (laughs) I mean, do it after, like, week 13 so I can be done with my fantasy team. But, like, you know. (laughs) But I just – I don't know. I've always hated Kirk Cousins. I've never been shy to say that. I think he's undersized. I don't think he's accurate enough as a passer. Like, unless you're Drew Brees accurate, you can't be an undersized pocket passer. It's just you're not going to last very long. I mean, Kyler is, is not Drew Brees' level accuracy. Yeah, but he can run. It's different. Oh, okay. It's different. Like, yeah, I mean. Be, you can't be an undersized pocket passer is what I'm saying. Kirk Cousins just reminds me of Carson Wentz sometimes. No. Carson can move. Carson can throw can the he? ball I mean, on he, the he run. He moves. Carson can make. But he's not quick. Carson like, Wentz not... can make throws that only Rodgers and Mahomes can make. Ooh. Yes, absolutely. All right, I'll I'll give it to you just because I've been I've been too low on Carson Wentz and he's done a good job. That's with, the only reason help. why I'm high on Carson Wentz because I've seen him make throws that only Rodgers and Mahomes can make. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I, I like tank. I think you should tank, but I, I I think you should spend your time on the defense, not the offense. Yeah. Oh yeah. I just hate Kirk Cousins. Get but they could get Jared Justin. Allen they could get Justin back. Fields, maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Um, Panthers definitely would know. Like that's the Panthers. The Panthers are weird. I just they're getting Christian back is also part. Is of he it. coming back this week though? This yeah, this next week. Oh well, I'm, again they have the long week, which is part of it. Okay, but he's okay. definitely going to be back for next Sunday because they've already played. That should be interesting then. I really do want to see that team with McCaffrey cuz I feel yeah. like the yeah, first Yeah, we haven't really seen it. Cuz I feel like the first games with McCaffrey, they didn't really know their offense, like I- offensive identity that well. But yeah. now I I'm really interested to see McCaffrey in that system. Matt Rule has pleasantly surprised me. Yeah, I agree. Um so I think we're in agreement there. Is that does that kind of wrap up the football section? Yeah, let's go betting and fantasy. Yeah, okay. Uh, we're going to try to wrap this up because we have like 10 minutes. But, uh, wow, we really can't keep this below an hour and a half. So my three picks for the week, uh, it is. So I have Raiders plus two and a half. I do not trust the Cleveland Browns yet. They lost Odell Beckham. Is Jarvis Landry good enough to be a, a one? I say no, he's not. Uh, Austin Hooper, their tight end one, gone. Nick Chubb, their running back one, gone. Now they have a good replacement in Kareem Hunt. Uh, but Baker Mayfield does this all the time. He's very streaky, very, very streaky. Who are they playing this week? The Raiders. So I'm taking the, – the Raiders are also getting two and a half points. Now if you can take it with three, I think that's a no-brainer win. I took the Raiders' money line this week. I think they win this game outright. Uh, that's my bold prediction. Uh, I think the Raiders are also a better team than they appear, but they've played some really tough opponents. And again, have beaten the Kansas City Chiefs. The Buccaneers are also – a very good team. Very good team. So losing to the Buccaneers should never be a red flag. for. No, but it's just like, to me, like, how do you handle the Chiefs and not the Bucks? I mean, I guess the Bucks just are a great team. I don't know, man. The Raiders just, I don't know what they are. I don't know what they are. Cause yeah. I, I feel like they've competed with good they teams. They should be ground and pound. And they've also competed with bad teams. They should be ground and pound. Uh Play action to Darren Waller, yeah. deep ball to Henry Ruggs. Yeah. It's a perfect game script. Fits Derek Carr. They stray from that a little bit. I, they should. They should keep giving Josh Jacobs the ball and working that offensive line. Um, my second pick is, oh yeah, your Niners, Niners plus three. 
Uh, the reason I say that is because the Seahawks are all they always do this. They even if they win games, they mess around for the first three quarters, and then at the fourth quarter when they're losing, they say, "Okay, we got to get our act together." I, first of all, I don't think it's going to be that easy with the 49ers. The 49ers looked like a really good team that they got their quarterback back. Uh, Shanahan always figures something out with the running backs. I don't, we don't know what it is all the time, but he always figures something out. Uh, I, I can see this being a competitive game. Even if the Seahawks win, I think that the Niners can definitely cover that three-point spread. Also, with division games, they're, are they in the same division? Yeah. They are. Always really close because they play each other multiple times a year. I also right? think that – I mean, I – I think the Niners are going to win just because I'm a Niners fan and I'm biased. But I think that I always I always operate under the belief that Jimmy Garoppolo plays better when he's down. I think that's why he's played pretty solid after that Miami game when he was hurt because we're the last team in the division. Yeah. So, like, I, I feel like up. Jimmy G has played really good these past couple two weeks, three weeks. Yeah, I agree. And I think that or last this, week, not the I th- week. Before. I think that this is the first time we're going to play a Seattle with no pass rush, and I think we're going to run all over them. Yeah. So I, I, I will say that I, I think the Seahawks defense, they just got Carlos Dunlap. Yeah, but he's not going to play. Against you guys? He just he just, he just got, got there. there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, can't, I, I said that Seahawks could definitely make a move. Yeah, but Carlos here, Dunlap here is also like thirty-two. He's like, thirty-two, but he's good. I mean, he's, he's solid, not. He's not. Yeah. A, he's, he's good enough to make an impact on that defensive front. I'm just saying, like last year, we lost to the Seahawks because Jadavian Clowney just decided to wreck our entire line. Yeah, they don't have anyone. No, that they can don't do have that, that this year. They don't have that. So that is true. But I, I think that the Seahawks are. I can see that defense very much improving as the year goes along. But I agree with you that this is not the week. Obviously, I'm putting money on the Niners. Yeah. Uh, and then my other pick, uh, I have Raiders. I have Niners. What else did I have? What else did I have? I forget it. What is my third pick? Oh, yeah. Uh, Rams minus four or minus three and a half. I, I just – I know they're on the road here. And I don't, I'm not saying the Rams are a foolproof team. But I, I just expect to see some, some rookie mistakes coming from Tua. Like, he's good quarterback. I think they're going to be fine as a team. But I, I this like putting him out there with Aaron Donald and Michael Brockers coming at him. Yeah. And is... a Rams offense that's kind of been cooking with momentum. I can see the Rams still winning this game pretty handedly. It is, an it is an interesting time to start Tua. We already talked about it. Yeah, we did. I just, I, the NFL this week is so much more interesting than last week. It's kind of insane. Yeah, even though last week was crazy. Last week was had great games. This week, there's just so many more storylines. Oh yeah, oh yeah, hundred percent agreed. Oh, uh, fantasy. Yeah, I go. have a fantasy pickup that I've made. Jamichael Hasty, Shanahan has gone out and said he really likes him. And the only reason why he didn't play more last game was because uh, Jeff Wilson was our lead back. I think that we're regulating Jarek McKinnon to third down, you know, passing downs because of, you know, he's been injured for like three years since before this season. Like, it's ridiculous. Really? Oh, yeah. We signed him and he blew his knee out and hasn't played. We signed him in like... 
I want to say back, like, he, his contract with Minnesota expired, and he was backing up AP, and we signed him, and he blew his knee out, and he hasn't played for us till this season. Wow. Yeah. I had no idea. So, I understand why they didn't play him at all last game. Maybe there's a little bit of wear, and Terry's getting sore. We're a little skeptical. Trying to ease him in, yeah. Exactly. So, Jeff Wilson, Jeff Wilson got hurt. Jermichael Hasty is in. Go get him. I did. I'm starting him. Where is Tevin Coleman? I think still hurt or something. Like is he on a still on IR? I don't. I don't know what's up. We just activated him because we moved Jeff Wilson to IR. Oh, but he's not going to play. Like we just activated him, so I really don't know where Tevin Coleman fits in the offense. (laughs) Well, also, what happened to Jerick McKinnon? Like this backfield's kind of a mystery. Exactly. What happened to him last week? The only thing. Did you find out? Like why he didn't play at all? No, no idea. Just for the so guys, there's just a lot of speculation amongst Niner fans that his knees are just not the same as before, and that's why we're just not going to play him that much. <sighs> and so you just decided, you know what? Because like Jermichael Hasty, his knees look a little weak, so you're done. Because <laughs> Jermichael Hasty is a young prospect, and Shanahan has gone on record and saying he he likes his explosiveness. Okay, all right. Then I mean, it's his team. Yeah. I just thought that was really weird. I, I expected we both did. You yeah. played him. Yeah. I played him and got point <laughs> negative one. Uh, so, obviously, Ricky's team won uh, last week. Yeah. Niners beat the Patriots. <laughs> but uh, I won in fantasy yeah. uh, by 20 points. So, hmm. largely due to McKinnon and DJ Moore going off. Uh, McKinnon. Um, so, yeah, let me just let me just touch on some things. I mean. You talked about your James Robinson take. Being I talked about James Robinson being, being pretty much wrong. DJ Moore is interesting because he had a bad week. Uh, by the way, I think you should pick up – I picked up Dallas Goddard, tight end for That's the Eagles. Smart. Yeah, because Ertz is out. Ertz is out. He's probably going to be the tight end one there for a little while. And honestly, he looked like the tight end one even when Zach Ertz was there. So, uh, uh, Jamal Williams is another pickup, obviously, but that's that's probably uh, self-explanatory at this point. He's projected like 15 when Aaron Jones doesn't play, that he he goes off. Uh, so obviously you're gonna look to try to trade Mike Davis. I think you should try to. You might want to try to trade. Okay. Here's here's my real take here, and this is probably all we'll have time for. Go in on Juju Smith-Schuster right now. Why? Because he's not going to evaporate. Like his, this happens to receivers all the time where they ebb and flow. Juju Smith-Schuster is still a wide receiver one on a great offense in the NFL. Like, he's not going to go away. And Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson and these guys are getting these touches in when they're up in games and because the Steelers have been destroying people. When, when it gets close, like when these games get tighter, like the Steelers have a tough matchup this week. They play the Ravens. He's going to go to the guys that he can trust. It's going to be a lot tighter coverage. And the guy that he can trust is not Deontay Johnson. It's Juju. You know, so I think I could definitely see that's that's going to be my bold take this week is that Juju has a bounce back game, even with a tough matchup. I still don't think you should bench him. I think if you have a guy like Chase Claypool or Deontay Johnson, see what you can get. I mean, I'm not saying move them because they definitely have value. But if you can get like, I don't see a DJ Moore or someone for him, go for it, you know. I, I like I don't I don't trust I don't 100 percent trust those those wide receiver you know two and three in Pittsburgh yet, uh, especially with the, how good the run game's been doing you know, 
So that's my take there. I'm, I'm anticipating that Juju Smith-Schuster uh, goes off. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's a bold take. I will say that is a bold take. Against the Ravens, my, yeah. My bold take will be the Niners blow out the Seahawks. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. 20 point, Niner pride. 20 point victory. Calling it. Uh, I was right about Christian Kirk. Again, don't. I wouldn't rush to trade for him, but uh, Alan Robinson's another great trade target. He hasn't done a ton recently, but he's still that number one of the Bears' offense, which, which Nick Foles seems to like him. Uh, pretty good area. Um, here's an interesting question: Do you jump ship on Mike on Mike Evans? Uh, no, I mean, no. Keeping in mind, Antonio Brown now gets added next week. I think also, the thing is, is with Mike Evans is like, everyone who took him in fantasy this year took him in the top two rounds, right? Maybe yeah. third round, maybe. But you're not going to get that. Equal like, return. You're not going to get an equal return for Mike Evans. You might as well just keep him. Like, I think you're right there. I think you're really right. Uh, just guys to trade for. Letter for Nets projected 10? That's a lot. Are they going to split or something? I thought Ronald Jones was fine. Let me check. Ronald Jones. Yeah, I think he's fine. I don't know why. That's weird. Uh, I mean, I guess he did get 11 carries uh, last week. But I think 10's a lot. I could see even against the Giants. For net busting there. I don't trust either of them. Goal line touch or something, you know. Goal line vulture. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. Uh, just trying to look around the league here. Go for DeAndre DeAndre Swift, I think. He did have a breakout game. He's looked a lot better. I I really hope that the addition of DeAndre Swift doesn't regress Matthew Stafford, but we don't have to talk about that because we don't know yet. Yeah, I mean, I've dropped Matthew Stafford. I just like you can't if you can't put good performances together against the Falcons, the Falcons and the Giants. You, I don't. I don't know. Or who? Who did he? Who did he play the week I don't know before? If he played the Giants. It, it may not have been the Giants. I think I'm wrong. But he definitely should have torched the Falcons. He should have, and he got one touchdown. To my guy T.J. Hawkinson. Yeah, oh God, that was frustrating. Also, I'm kind of shocked. T.J. Did you know T.J. Hawkinson is only rostered in 80 percent of leagues? Really? Yeah, he's a he's a top 10 fantasy tight end. Well, there you go, guys. Grab yeah, him. Go pick you... up T.J. Hawkinson if he's not. <laughs> Twelve percent of people dropped him after that. Yeah, Jacksonville even worse. Jacksonville fourteen fantasy points. That's ridiculous. Falcons twenty. Seriously, like that's ridiculous. One touchdown against the Falcons. That's ridiculous. Coming off a bye. Ah. All right. And okay, let's leave before Andrew yeah, loses right. his mind here on Halloween playing <laughs> the field. All right. All right. Yeah, we'll end it there before I lose my mind. Uh, it is Halloween. Go eat some candy. Go love your family. That's more Christmas. That's I, definitely more Christmas. I feel like holidays. Go hang out with your friends, your probably. I, but you're going to get COVID. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's a dilemma. All maybe. right. We talk about sports here, not politics. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, we are done for the day. We will see you right back here next week. It'll, it'll either, either be Friday or Saturday. But you will see us. Uh, we will see you right back here next week on uh, Playing the Field. Adios.